What's up, everybody? Welcome to DJ and Dad's podcast. I'm Chris, joined by my co-host Kyle Wilson. Today, of course, we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff that happened over last week and the weekend in the NFT, AI, and tech space. Today, some of our segments is going to include VV Payout, Creator GG Drama, that's the biggest one of the weekend with Mr. Beast even being involved, Impact Theory, some updates on the lawsuit with Tom Bilyeu, uh, some more drama with Gala, Discord links leading to wallet drainers, new links that we haven't seen in a while, uh, ChatGPT CapCut integrations, China building human-like robots, Jim Cramer on BNB, and so much more. So get tuned in, get ready to listen, and without with all that being said, I'm going to pass it to Kyle for the market report. Yo, what's good, man? It is a great day to be alive here, coming back from Labor Day. And let's take a look here at the market, man. We have, first of all, let me pull it up. We have the kind of market rebounding, uh, just a slight little uptick here from the past few days. Like I'm looking at the overall really volume. I think it was 4.86 billion total volume. And then that has a slight uptick here on the wider NFT macro market. So possibly we could, the bottom could be in or we could be set to go down even a little bit lower. But the past 30 days, pretty much a lot of the major projects are down like Board Ape Yacht Club, Mutant Ape Yacht Club. Uh, and so on. And really, that's the entire NFT market in a nutshell. Could we be at the bottom? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. But uh, Blur is obviously taking 30% of the market share still. OpenSea, 27%. As you know, people react to OpenSea still to this day, Board Ape Yacht Club pulling out of OpenSea uh, next year as OpenSea says that they're going to drop the royalty support and what have you there. I did see that they added a little filter that you can actually click on that will you know, basically show you all the collections that are supporting royalties, essentially. But that's kind of a quick little update on that in terms of the wider market. Cool, man. Yeah, as far as, like, are we at the bottom or not, of course, like, nobody has a crystal ball. I do know, like, historically, September is usually a bad month for, for DeFi, uh, for just the market as a whole. Uh, and right now, regardless of even if it seems bad, as far as Bitcoin goes, we're up 30% on the year. Um, so, you know, we'll kind of see how that, how the rest of September goes. We also have the, uh, kind of still the uncertainties with BNB and SEC or not BNB, um, Binance and SEC. And of course, like Coinbase and SEC, like that's not like to the side yet, despite the, the win with Grayscale last week. So I think there's a lot of uncertainties around the corner, but again, we don't have a crystal ball. We're yeah. Impact theory what just got done. sued by the SEC, which is a big NFT project as well. Um, apparently they settled with the SEC. That's Tom Bilyeu's project as well. So that's something to consider in the macro in, in NFT and Web3 as well. Yeah, and if you guys missed it, we actually talked about that. It was breaking news on last week's podcast that was on Kyle's channel and going to be on all streaming platforms and also on the pla on X platform. So, uh, yeah, be sure for that. Um, Got distracted because I completely forgot to mention, I have something exciting, you know, we always do like a little icebreaker for every one of these just to kind of be real, you know, AI is going to take take over all the stuff anyway, so I might as well show the human side of it. Um, I, did you have a good Labor Day, Kyle? Yeah, man, I had a really good Labor Day. Um, you just hung out with the family all day, pretty much. We grilled out, you know, the classic Americana, you know, Labor Day, if you will, minus the lake. Um, but other than that, it was pretty fun. Um, not going to lie, but yeah, that's kind of my update on that end. What about you? Cool, man. Yeah, I had a good time. I uh, got to play some disc golf, of course, in the AM. Uh, worked like a little segment of the day, like basically took like half a day to work just to be sure, you know, I got got everything, all my T's crossed. And then I uh, spent time with family for the rest of the day, like just immediate family, just hung out, ate food, watched movies, went, out, went outside, you know, touched some grass. So it was really good. Uh, one more thing before we move on to our topics is uh, some breaking news for the life of Chris Coffey last weekend. I did get basically reposted by Elon Musk. Oh, Probably yeah. the biggest accomplishment that I've had in my Twitter slash X career. Uh, I had a lot of people asking like, how I did it or exactly what it is. So 
Uh, basically, one of the Elon Musk is like a reply guy for like several people, and ironically, a lot of those people are involved with crypto. One of them is Doge Designer, and Doge Designer highlighted a post that I made that was comparing YouTube ad revenue to X ad revenue, basically the time you put in versus how much you make. And uh, so I compared the two with YouTube and Twitter, and Doge Designer highlighted it, and I, I was one of the first ones to do that. Tiffany Young later did that, um, but anyways, he took mine and Tiffany's and made a post about it, and it was wasn't just like he took it from us and like didn't give any credit he literally added me in the post he had put my youtube and he put my my ex profile so that was really cool and then elon reposted it saying cool so that was insane dude i haven't talked about the analytics yet I only got like a maybe 200 more followers. It's not like I got like thousands of you know new followers. Uh, but that that post alone got like 23 plus million impressions. Um, it was just like a big dopamine hit for me. You know, finally be noticed like by for like doing something like kind of creative. I would consider that creative. Not a lot of people talk about cross comparisons of revenue. Matter of fact, revenue has just kind of been a weird thing to talk about. Like in everything. Like I remember when I was first getting into YouTube. Like I try to like ask people either like about their ad revenue or their sponsorships or whatever. And, like it's kind of like a no no like we don't talk about that it's always been weird for me so since the beginning i've always been pretty open with yeah this is how much you know uh, ad revenue i get especially like it's it's not a lot you know it might as well talk about it and now on on x everybody wants to talk about it because it's a new thing so yeah i compared the two and the elon ended up sharing it and it was a really cool experience for myself just to kind of get noticed by him dude that's wild um that's a big milestone you know for anybody you know and so I think the sky's the limit, man, and I'm excited for you. And, you know, that was really cool to see. And, man, that that's like, who doesn't want to get, like, retweeted by Elon Musk? You know what I mean? It's like you're literally on the platform doing, like, all this hard work, and that happens, and that, like, goes to show that, like, the, the work you're putting in, like, matters, and people are seeing it. And so that's kind of like validation, you know? So it's cool, and this is only the beginning, brother. So uh, that was really Heck cool to yeah, see. Man. Um, VV payouts on, I, I don't know if you mentioned that, but, uh, they disabled it two days ago for optimizations. Um, and, uh, it's good to see that they're actually delivering on timelines these days. Uh, probably credit to, you know, kind of the, the their new hires, Mitch and, and Nestor. I don't know if Nestor's still around, but, um, Mitch and Nestor, they are, you know, putting in work in. So it's good to see that they're actually delivering on those timelines. Yeah, I was going to add to, I don't remember who posted it, but VV has like several new job postings. Mm, I've uh, been seeing that. That's watching yeah. that, are, that are like, uh, oh yeah, I have it pulled up here. So for anybody that's watching and like want, maybe looking for a job, you know, on the digital collectible sphere, uh, VV has open positions for an engineering manager, senior mobile engineer, software engineer, graphic designer, Salesforce marketing automation specialist. Kyle, that could be something maybe you're interested in. Uh, 3D animator, 3D modeler, and texture artist. So if you're involved with any of those things, you might want to check out the VV jobs list. You know, I think we should make that a regular segment on the show, Kyle. Maybe not jobs and T jobs. Talk, 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 talk about jobs that jobs. are involved with Web3. Jobs. Yeah, everybody. I have people ask me a lot, and uh, there's always opportunity out there. I mean, there's so many projects hiring. Um, and then not just projects that are already NFT projects, but there's also projects that are looking for, like, Web3 specialists to be on their team. And let me tell you, as somebody who has hired people in this in this space, it's very hard to work with somebody who just has Web2 experience and no Web3 experience um, to do Web3-oriented, like, projects. So, like, they are going to want that experience and to be in the culture. So if you're looking for that, we'll, we'll have some updates on the podcast. Yeah, and there's content creators looking for sponsorships as well. So if you're a company wanting to sponsor this podcast, reach out to us and we'd be happy to work with you all right let's move on to the creator gg drama chris what's going on with that man like yeah bro so crazy weekend for that i actually made a video recently in my last video post on this channel about the creator gg drama so mr beast accepted a sponsorship from uh creator gg um kind of has it in his video and even teams up with giving a box of feastables which is an amazing deal uh we'll, we'll get to that later if you buy one of these 20 dollars passes for creator gg the drama comes from after the day, they had like these huge content creators. I'm going to go ahead and pull up the list right now before I name a few. Uh, but one of the most controversial as far as creator GG goes, why am I not being able to pull this up, would be C-Dog. And uh, give me just a second so I can pull this up and kind of explain to you what I'm talking about with C-Dog. Yeah, yeah. So what? here it is. So they have, they've teamed up with huge content creators like Bella, Por Bella Porsche, C-Dog, 
clicks, I show speed. We actually talked about him last yeah, week. Optic me. Gaming, OTK, Sagnap, Vinny Hacker, and then of course the deal with Mr. Beast that ends in just a couple of days. So uh, the drama is that since the partnerships with these huge companies, which you would probably consider this a W for Web3, it's got a lot of backlash because apparently some people are coming forward saying we had no idea that it was involved with blockchain tech. We were ensured that NFTs weren't involved with this at all. So they're trying to withdraw like C-Dog was the one that specifically did that. And I think since C-Dog did it, maybe there's one more creator that was on that roster that said, hey, I don't want to have anything to do with this. Um, so that's pretty much the dramas in the situation. What's your takeaway from that, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, this is involving like Mr. Beast. Um, so it was like really like a lot of attention was on it just because like he was giving a free box of Feastables away. It involved his new uh, video on YouTube, which got like 66 million plus views on it. So yeah, it was like major controversy uh, that Sea Dog pulled out at the last minute. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that was weird. Maybe he was just trying, I, you know, who knows? Like he apparently doesn't like blockchain. Um, but like, I may, I think it was a re- knee jerk reaction because you can't sell the pass. It's only 20 bucks. The $20 gets you into your favorite creator that you pick out of that like bunch. I picked optic gaming cause I feel like they're going to win. You know what I mean? Um, and it lets you, uh, you know, partake in their tournament, their voting. Um, it has very, very little to do with, uh, blockchain at all. Like it has nothing to do with it. The only thing that is blockchain based is that little pass that just says you own it. It's so, so that is the, the literally is the most minute detail of the entire, uh, creator league is the little pass. And, um, I guess you couldn't get past it. Uh, did a knee jerk reaction. And I guess just assume the passes were going to be speculative when they're, and they're not, you can't currently trade them. You can't sell them. You can't do anything with them as far as my knowledge currently. And I'm in it. So I, I've been able to take a look at it. And um, so again, this was very, very minute blockchain, anything to do with it. The, the major part of it is just being able to have fun with your favorite creator. And unfortunately he backed out and caused a bunch of drama. It went viral you know, all the different outlets were covering it. Dextero, one of the larger Web3, you know, kind of gaming outlets. I think Jake Lucky may have. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, this was to me was a little overkill on the react. His tweet was really dramatic about him. Not it was very dramatic. super, super dramatic. And it's like, bro, we're just, it, to me, this is just a technology. It's like, you know, who would say this about a cell phone? It's like this this cell phone, I don't believe in it because, you know, some silly reason. But yet we still have phones. We still have the Internet. We saw the email when the email first came out. There's, you know, even to this day, there's major phishing scams on there. You have the even dark web on the internet. It's like there's going to be definitely cons to technology, but there's also going to be huge, massive benefits. And um, it's it's just so silly. Like every time we have a new technology, people are get so weird about it. Um, But in the long run, it's like a clear, obvious benefit to society. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. Let me give a devil's advocate. So I agree with you, Kyle. NFT is just a technology, and you said it best when you said it's a minute part of this entire spear. I mean, this is really cool. Like, Creators UG allows you to participate with your favorite creators. You can vote on the games they play. It's not just the creators playing the games as well. Like, they can even, I, and to my understanding, you can even, like, vote people from the community to play. Maybe you have a professional gamer that has one of the passes or whatever. Uh, it's really, you know, the whole concept to me is cool. But a little pushback here is uh, I got a comment on my YouTube, and this is something I've thought about as well. If if the Creators League did not disclose any of the blockchain technology, kind of your thought process and, and what I align with is like, why would they have to? Like, it's literally like not like you would never have to do that for anything else. But the stigma is like so strong for NFTs. It unfortunately, like the public views them as scams. So I feel like as a creator, not, let's let's take emotions out of this. Like you're just a creator. You're successful already. Now your name is kind of tied to like NFTs or blockchain or crypto. You know. So if if, if it's true and like let's say C Dog like um just didn't know at all that it had to do blockchain and maybe he even asked. Hopefully that it, he didn't ask and they said like no, it has nothing to do blockchain. Now his name's tied to it. Like can you see why like that would maybe you don't agree with his response, but could you see why maybe that would bother some of these creators? Yeah, and I replied to that on Twitter is like that, you know, if that's the case, then of course, like he's looking out for the best interest of his audience, his community, and he's already built a business, as you said. So um, I can't fault him for that. I, I do think maybe his team knew possibly or it was in the contract and maybe they overlooked it a little bit. 
Um, you know, this is what near protocol, I believe it, it, it was with that at least the NFT was on. So, um, th- I, at the end of the day, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they overlooked it or what have you. I did see Bryson, who is one of the kind of community managers, um, on creators league. He actually, uh, replied to C dog himself and said, Hey, I would love to get the opportunity to chat with you about it. And I think he would just say the same thing we're already saying is like, it's such a minute part. It has really nothing to do with NFTs. Like it just gives ownership to the people who bought the pass. That's literally it. It just shows that you were participating at day one in this creators league. Um, and you get the free box of chocolates, baby. So it's a proof. It's literally, it's like, it's for maybe new people watching. It's like equivalent to buying a concert ticket to show that you're at that concert. And it was the very first concert that uh, of that kind of event. And you could go and put it in your, you know, uh, you know, binder for later, or maybe even sell it. Some people sell their tickets on eBay, but right now you can't even sell those creator passes. So there's no speculation. That's such a good point. Like, let's say like you couldn't sell the tickets. They're soul bound, which is what we refer to as like tokens that can't leave your wallet. Um, That's like Taylor Swift, which would probably be the one to do this. Uh, As if Taylor Swift like sold tickets to her concert and then realized that the tickets were on chain. And then she's like, oh, crud, you know, I don't want to sell my tickets now because they're like on this blockchain. Like, I I disagree with that. Like, that would be kind of silly, wouldn't it? Like, if like, you know, it was really nothing to do with NFTs or speculation and like they were bound to the wallets. And let's say Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster could easily take your your tickets and and put them on on some type of blockchain. And really, most people wouldn't even care or wouldn't even know about it. But like. But now it's a big deal because now Taylor Swift's associated with NFTs or whatever. So yeah. I don't know. It, it's it really, one of those. I, I would say it's one of those things. People are making it way more than it actually is. And in this case, it's Sea Dog making it way more than what it really is, which is just a technology. It's like I'm not going to yeah, use Wi-Fi say, because I only believe in cell phone service. You know, like sure. I, I don't know. It's just a little. To I'm me, I'm a tech you. guy, so I'm, to me, I just it doesn't make any sense. But. I'm with you, and I wish that people like Sea Dog would kind of like understand more. I do see though, like a lot of celebrities have used NFTs just purely to promote scams and or to like extract liquidity, or like you know other unethical ways. So if I was a very successful creator in Web two, like I would I would tread carefully on associating myself at first with some of the That's technology yeah. because I don't want to be seen like them. I don't want to be seen as that person. Like I don't even remember one of the last ones. I think. But there's so many like Web2 versions of that that just like aren't as popular. Um, You you know, when when they promote like scammy businesses in their videos, if like you got to look at FTX that happened, which I mean, that involved crypto. So it's probably a bad example. But, uh, you know, it's like all these influencers that have promoted maybe products that were just garbage um, or maybe. And, and again, it goes back to email as well. It's like, well, what about the, all the phishing links on email? And that's web 100% web two. And then you have people selling, you know, all these hacks taking place on web two. The Facebook hack that happened a couple of years ago, that was so major that like pe- all these people's emails and, you know, identities are being sold on the, on the, on the dark web. And it's like, we want to like shake a fist at NFTs, but your entire identity is being stolen on web two. Like let's let's take a step yeah. back and realize that there's you know worse things out there than NFTs. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, Jonah made a video going over it, and he talked a lot about like Web two scams, and uh, he he tread carefully on this as well. And I'm I'm trying. I would have to do the same. But a lot of gamers are, and as you know, as a gamer, like they are tech savvy. So it's, I feel like they're like here, but thinking that they're here and like tech savvy. And so it's kind of like, they feel like they know right. like better, know it all. Um, and then also a lot of those web two scams, let's be real. Like they happen with like higher profile people. <laughs> like I, I, at the end of the day, I, I don't know a better way to package up how to say that. Um, so the people they happen to probably isn't the same people like complaining about this. Uh, there's dude, there's so much. I don't, I don't there, there's so to stuff, me, there's like, just so many, there's so many scams. Yeah, there's so many more web two problems right now than there is to me web three. Like web three can be fixed long term. You can build better games and better systems. There could be better regulation on top of it all. So to me, we're just so early. And unfortunately, like you did say, there is a lot of scams um that were rampant. 
and you have to do your due diligence and it is hard to find like super good stuff. So credit to some of the creators, but you do have to point that out. Like you can't just say that the entire, all NFTs are just bad when inherently that's incorrect, false, misleading, and not true because what we're seeing in like in my sector, uh, gaming, you know, gaming and web three, which I've worked for Alluvium and Myria is like, there's solid games out there. There's developers from AAA studios building in web three and we will see good games. It's just going to be like a matter of time. And, um, you know, in terms of the AAA quality, we're already seeing good games being built now. I've played a couple of good games in Web3 already. So, um, yeah, inherently that's like incorrect to paint all NFTs into a corner. Um, sure. But at the same time, I get your point where there there is a lot of nefarious activity in the space, unfortunately. I think this could have been handled if Dog maybe just asked this community, like, hey, guys, like, one uh, again it we don't know what happened on the back end if like he was completely tricked and like yep. especially if you're passive and involved in nfts and they said no that i don't really blame him but if it was one of those things that like he kind of thought about more or kind of saw more clear later or maybe they just didn't mention it like which would which i find i would land there probably like why would they have to mention that it was that like one tiny aspect was on the blockchain like that shouldn't be a requirement i feel like it was that and then later people associated but anyways if it just came out and said like basically the same post but without withdrawing like hey i didn't realize this is on blockchain uh i just want to vote for my community um you know do you care if this is on chain i was i didn't know or you know i I wasn't expecting it and then like let the community decide yeah uh but i do i'm like you i feel like it's a knee jerk like oh gosh it's blockchain i'm withdrawing immediately this has to do with a scam you know and then like jumps out on yeah i I mean i've i've fallen prey to uh some web 2 scams uh a couple times i mean there's one company that my you know, my wife bought like some kind of garden thing and it never came through and they just like, and we had to like keep following up. Um, and then there's one time it was like, we ordered a dog that never came as well. Like we were stupid and it it was like when I was young. And so we ordered this puppy that didn't exist. It never, like we were never, never able to get it. Um, we had sent the money through and that was a a giant scam and we got scammed out of like seven, $800, like doing that. And of course, yeah, like well, looking lost, back, I lost one thousand, I lost thousands of dollars, yeah. uh, due to healthcare scam. That yeah, about looking second. like looking back, that was stupid, and I, I even was like, "Is this a scam?" And it, it turned out it was. So it's like you know, Web two versus Web three. There's going to be scams in any industry, but it's just now that NFTs are new, and it's like the the biggest talk of the town. Of course, it's going to get a, a lot more attention. And um, there is large scams out there. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, people have been scammed for large sums of money. And I, I, my heart goes out to them. And that really sucks. And that's really painful. And I do agree that this space needs to get better. And we, we were advocates yeah, of that here yeah. on the podcast. Like, we cover only projects we actually, like, do the research on. You know, Disney's in the space. Marvel, like, all these, like, big brands are still in the space doing good things you know you look at you know cryptoys vv whatever like the ips out there dc even so they obviously believe in this technology and it's not in my opinion it's not going to go away um it's just we just need better curated uh games and better curated apps and you know companies out there sure yeah man i got i got scammed for thousands of dollars for like essentially this like fake healthcare thing now it wasn't fake um it, it was a little bit more complicated than that so there was a a time where we were like in between insurance and from an official like insurance person, wherever I was talking to at the time, they like recommended me this. They were like, Oh, this will save you a little bit of money or whatever. And so I was paying like, I don't remember what it was. It was probably upwards of four or 500 a month, which sounds cheap for health insurance, but this is, I'm going to get to my point. Um, they marketed themselves as like a health insurance company that I've never heard of. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. Whatever. And I was recommended to it by a healthcare professional and come to find out it wasn't, healthcare insurance it was healthcare it was like something else that wasn't considered insurance basically like i wish i remembered the technical name for it but they wouldn't so even though they advertised like help me pay for things they really didn't and it was like pretty much the entire thing was a scam and i ended up having to get a pretty like some like scans which they said that they would cover um at which equal to be like four grand uh, and i had to get a couple of other things and they didn't cover anything and when I tried to ask for support, help, or cancel, they had this, like, little pyramid thing going on. They're, like, basically, like, oh, well, you're going to have to talk to this person. So then they sent me to a different company, which they also owned. And they're, like, oh, well, we can't help that. You're going to have to call this person, which they sent me to a different company, <sighs> which like they a Ponzi. also owned. And, 
Dude, it was a Ponzi. It was absolutely a Ponzi. And it was recommended to me by an actual healthcare professional, which is like what like was the most annoying part of this whole thing. So to actually cancel that and now be responsible for all the bills that I I like had over the over that year uh, was awful, man. Like I was paying like $500 a month for absolutely nothing. They covered zero. They could legally do this based on the wording that they used in it and then they like just to get rid of it dude i like i ended up having to go through this huge thing to like just cancel it and then i was on it like uninsured it was atrocious but uh anyways all that being said there's scams in web web 2 we're gonna go on to the next dude there's uh, even there's even mail scams like seriously like even snail mail like old school mail there's still scams that come through there all all the time like there's scams everywhere. It's just like it hits every form of marketing and material and medium. Like it's not just NFTs. It's like that's just the one that gets sure. the most media attention because it's just easier to talk about. Speaking of scams, um, I was going to go speaking of drama, but we can talk about that in a second. Uh, the Discord link. So it looks like it's a lot easier now to be able to change your Discord link to say like something else. So like you've been able to do this for a long time to be able to change the like hyperlink to something else. But now I guess it's just easier for the average person to do. Basically, instead of saying, like, it could say, like, WalletDrainer.com. Like, that's where it could lead you to. But you could change it from to say, like, OpenSea.com, whatever. OpenSea.io or whatever. And then they click it and they go to a Wallet Drainer. So what's your what's your take on that? Yeah, this is, uh, you see this in, uh, so it's in Discord, but it's really just markup. Um, you see this in emails as well. So, you know, people are able to, like, embed a a like you know html markup as a different link or something like that um yeah so this is like that's why i always you you can do two things like obviously not click on links at all um so this goes back to the phishing in web 2 is like the same goes for email like you don't want to click on any links in the email either so you want to like do your due diligence and maybe even copy and paste it and make sure all the spellings like super correct or just not click on the link at all and do your own research and type go to the website by manually typing it in um, that's always been the case for email. It's it's the case for Discord and really anywhere like Twitter links, anywhere you, you see a link, you always have to be super, super careful about, around that. So yeah, just uh, uh, like you said on Discord, try not to click links, period. Like that's the moral of the story. Um, if you really need to go look <laughs> up something, um, just manually type it in. I always, I, I, I read every single link and I, I don't like click on it I'll either copy and paste it and read it or I'll type it in manually and I make sure there's no zero misspellings. And um, I, yeah, you just have to be so careful online, period. You know, whether it's in email sure. or Discord, it doesn't matter. Twitter, all the above. Yeah, this probably isn't the best practice, but everyone saw I'll just let it rip on a device I don't care about that has nothing on it. Um, and to my knowledge, you know, I don't want to give misinformation, but like, I still think most of the time it's like what you do within that link. Like, you know, most of the, yeah, you, it is. You can yeah, go, it is. Yeah. If you go to that link, like just don't put in your email and your password or, or if you go to that link, don't like connect your wallet. Yeah. You know, like, like, like that, those are two like big rules of thumb, you know, like, yeah, I, again, I don't want to be wrong on this. I'm sure there are some links that will like maybe like automatically try to download like malware, especially if you don't have protection, which like I would recommend like malware bytes or something like that. But like at the end of the day, if you do happen to click a link, like don't give them for any information. I can't tell you how many email links I've clicked. That's like, uh, Hey, you're signed out of your PayPal. Be sure to, or even like your face, your Facebook, like be sure to put your information here, you know? And then like you go, you put your information and you're essentially just giving, you're handing off your information. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, that's phishing in a nutshell. So that I mean, yeah, phishing's sure. everywhere. It's Discord, it, but that's a Web two problem, right? It's not. It's not a Web three problem. The Web three problem is when they fish you, and then you go instead of inputting your like password and username, like for Facebook, you're just instead approving a transaction on your MetaMask, which like is a wallet draining co- smart contract that you're interacting with. So literally, it's the the Web three version of it. But it's still a Web two problem. It now it's just translated into like Web three. So like Which, both of those still exist, yeah. right? You you want to be aware of both. That way you can no matter if it's Web two or Web three, you now know that there's phishing on both sides of the uh, of the the ball game here. Yeah, and the people who originally shared like the whole Discord link thing that like went somewhat viral is Pocket Universe, and I actually used them. 
So like they'll straight up, it's like a Chrome extension. And if you go to connect to something or do any type of transaction, it will tell you exactly what you're doing. So for instance, if you click one of those emails and you're using a Chrome extension of Pocket Universe, um, and you go like you try to like connect to it, it will straight up tell you by connecting to this site, you're you're giving potential to have access to all your NFTs or all your crypto in that wallet. Um, so shout out to Pocket Universe. Uh, I've never actually yeah, tried to connect to something harmful, but it tells me. Every I, time. I wanted to partner up with uh, a company called Mint Defense. They're like a Neo Tokyo company, or uh, not Neo Tokyo company, but they came from Neo Tokyo as a citizen, which is like one of my favorite projects. Um, and we'll try to partner up with them. I'll try to reach out back at back out to them. Um, but I was going to offer like something because our community, obviously, a lot of people are like, but look at Web3. And I'm like, well, there's Mint Defense. So there's, you know, you can sign up for a, a subscription. Um, but I wanted to like hook up with one of those companies to to like have that available for like our audience members to like interact safely in Web3. Because uh, that's the benefit of that is like you can have, like you said, Chris, either what was it? Parabolic Pocket or <laughs> what was it called? Pocket Universe. Po Poly Pocket. Pocket universe. Pocket universe. Okay, so there's there's stuff out there that can protect you. So just know that. Yep. Like with fish, regular old Web two phishing links, there's a lot of like there's still stuff out there. There, like you have to turn on all these safety features, like malware detection, um, and all that. So, Web is another good one. Um, I know some of the guys at Web is but all right, we'll move on to the next topic. I actually don't know a lot about this one. I know you keep up with this more, but there was some gala drama that happened. Oh yeah, there was. Oh yeah, there was a lot of gala games drama, man. Um, apparently the 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 founders are suing each other, um, and it's over like multi millions of dollars, like six hundred million dollars. So um, this honestly, like I, but yeah, I don't want to say because it might make people upset. But this reminds me of a certain project that their people were suing each other over stuff like this. But nonetheless, it's happening with the Gala Games. Um, Co-founders are suing each other. Like somebody was dumping tokens allegedly. I don't know the whole lawsuit. I you know I, I did skim over it. I did read it, um, and it involves a lot. And I saw even Johnny or Hustle from Hustlepedia. Uh, over on crypto banner cover this as well so there's a lot of gamers have been talking about this this is the talk of the town um mm. and i this is the reason why i kind of backed off of doing gala games content was like everything seemed to be like they were going like web3 like you know all about the gamers and it just seems like over time they're more centralizing everything and this lawsuits are kind of showing what's going on behind the scenes and with between the co-founders and airing out all their kind of laundry like the founders have like seven thousand nodes apiece which is an obscene amount of nodes for gala so they're kind of what Johnny was saying is that he feels like they're kind of enriching themselves on the back end with all these nodes. And it, it just feels like a, a basically a web two type of scenario where instead of web three. So I don't know. And Jake from on chain gaming, like aired out their laundry as well. Like he was like their best creator, number one creator of Gala games. Dang. And he, wow. they pulled his contract, you know, they didn't like, First of all, they didn't like him talking about the token, which is fair. Like, you know, you don't want to do speculative type of content under a contract when you're trying to appeal to gamers. So I get that. Um, and then he got disgruntled over a few things. They banned his account. Um, that was his brother's account. There's, so there's a lot of, like, history that's going on with Gala Games that just doesn't look good including this lawsuit um, between the co-founders. So there's just a lot of culmination. Even So another thing that people were a little upset about, Chris, was the Gala Games V1 token that was listed on Coinbase. They tried to upgrade it to a different smart contract that would essentially centralize it even more on V2. And then Coinbase didn't renew. They, they said, no, we're not going to list V2. And so a lot of people were left holding the Gala 1 V1 token uh, bag, and they weren't able to claim the V2. So they were just lost like thousands of dollars essentially holding v1 and they're still like God. i don't know what wait so if we hold v1 we have to I, i'm holding v a little bit of v1 was i supposed to do something yeah i mean essentially i don't know if there's a, a bridge i don't know what like i don't i don't hold any tokens on gala like i wasn't gonna invest into a node early on um when it was like affordable but um you know i, I felt that it was a little too late and i looked at getting in again recently um, but I just saw some activity that I didn't like that seemed to me um, not to represent the Web3 ethos, you know, getting back player ownership and like all that stuff. Not that I don't like Gala. I think they'll do. I still think they'll work through this. So on the flip side of this, um, 
you know, I do think that they can come out of this if they can really put it back together. Um, you know, I've seen the, you know, Bitbender, he's doing his, trying to do his, his work out there and trying to like remedy of what they are building their pros and like everything Gala is already doing the music, the movies, like all that stuff. Like you can still buy into it. Um, so like, I think they can come back from this. You know, this is just a big, big, um, it's just a sucks. Yeah. It's a big like mess and like people don't want to be involved with messes. Like they want to, but it could be like, if you're looking at, like if you've never made an entry into gala, maybe this, Maybe like people are kind of dumping their tokens. I think their token got was down pretty significantly. Again, I'm a yeah, big I was just looking at it. I love Web three games. For the like, year. This is uh, kind of twenty percent this week. You know, it's sad. It's sad to witness this because Gala is one of the big ones that you know is supposed to be doing really good for the Web three gaming space. Um, and somebody you know told me about you know I don't know. To me, I mean, Vivi's gone through lawsuits and they're they seem to be doing okay. Um, you know, their former, one of their former, like major employees, like that is involved or something. I don't know. They're doing, they seem to be doing fine. So I think on the flip side of this, Gala could be doing fine, um, as well. Uh, they'll, they'll have to clean up this, like get rid of this, this lawsuit needs to end. I don't know. It could be a while though. Um, but yeah, Gala's dipped quite a bit. So at the flip side of this, maybe a good entry. I don't know. Like I'm not not financial advice but who knows who knows this could keep dumping though so be careful out there be safe take everything with a grain of salt but this is kind of like they're back to like kind of all-time they're kind of back to like lows you know what i mean yeah man they're let me look well i guess all-time lows on crypto are never like accurate because like obviously there's like the initial this one looks like pretty significant like it's like so gala like popped off hard like just like any other kind of like metaverse type crypto token or gaming token um and it's like back previous it's like it's lower than that previous high like it's like it's, way it's lower. down nine it's down 98 percent. yeah 98 percent. that's that's the number so it's 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 pretty bad um again like that sucks for the community members i know a lot of people that were really invested in that they have nodes um you know, the nodes like made a lot of people a lot of money. And for the co-founders to own like 7,000 a piece, they're like, I think the, the suit includes like a jet, like a jet or something. I don't know. Like it was just a crazy amount, like $600 million. Like it's a lot of money. Um, and I think they still hold, like their nodes are still going to pump out tokens. I don't know their tokenomics exactly, but it's, it's like major dramas and everybody's looked at this. Like if you're in web three gaming or, yeah, I mean, whew, that's a big it one. Sucks, dude. It sucks because like, like, just a couple greedy people hurt so many other people, and that happens. I mean, that happened in VV. It's happened here. Uh, like you said, though, it's. Um, I mean, it's obviously redeemable. Like, it's something that you can come back from. That said, I mean, Omi's had some good news recently, and they're up forty three percent for the last month, but they're still down ninety three point two three percent in the last two years. Granted, I don't want to just point a finger at, at Omi because, I mean, crypto right now is is down pretty bad. Um, that said, you know, uh, that's why I think, you know, Bitcoin and really Ethereum is always like your safest, you know, when not doing alts. I was about to look up Bitcoin's price. Uh, whereas you're looking at Bitcoin's price, it's down 62% in the last two years from the, from the all-time highs. You know, all this is from the all-time highs. Um so yeah, but I think it can be redeemed. And right now, you know, we're still in the bear market. Uh, these tokens can definitely see all time highs again. I believe, you know, not financial advice, of course. Uh, it just depends. But yeah, it just sucks. You know, a couple of greedy people really hurt projects. But we'll see which projects come back from that. I, I think I think Vivi and Gala will come back uh, from that. It just sucks that so many people are hurt in the process just due to a couple of yeah, just a couple uh, of it, whether it be greed or whether it be like. Do you realize like this like disagreement and like lawsuit affects like everybody? Right. And you probably do realize that, but when millions of dollars are on the line, you don't care. Yeah, I think one of the parties is alleging like um that there's like activity of trying to shut his company out of the company and like, you know, dump dumping of tokens and centralizing of processes. Um and again, we kind of noticed that on the surface already. I think these suits kind of just show that there was definitely some validity to what you know, Jake from on-chain gaming was kind of saying, um, and, and so it's unfortunate to see, I hope Bitbender can really, um, you know, redeem that and, and kind of fix the, some of those, you know, 
issues and, and you know a lot of gamers had issues already with that um i just hope that they're able to really come back and and benefit players and and really gamers because that's what we were all excited about is the games uh they have a couple of really great games that i like on there um so it's just unfortunate for everybody uh it, including the whole space like this is not this is not a good look for web3 gaming at all like if you're really excited about web3 games like me this was definitely one of those moments that was like a feel like a letdown a little bit but um again they could come back well, from this speaking of web3 gamers like you uh you want to tell and after this let's go in there's some really cool uh, ai news that i'd like to talk about but uh, i saw you've been playing scg football and uh, specifically you played a tournament do you want to talk about that real quick yeah yeah speaking of the like the pros and the exciting parts of web3 stg is really fun it's called it's like super team game is like the developers so it's called stg football they have an nflpa license so they're able to work with an nflpa and they have actually streamed like actual real NFL players with some of the gamers. And, um, you know, I, I think I had the opportunity to, I just couldn't do it at that, at that day. But, um, you know, I just played in a tournament. If you won, you got to play with Tyreek Hill, which is one of the best athletes in the NFL, which was really super cool. And you get to win, you, you could have won a $3,000 first place. Second place got like 2000 bucks. Third place got like 400 and you could name them a play. So there's like a lot of cool incentives. Um, and they are on yeah. Steam and Epic Games. The Steam version, um, you can't have NFTs. So you just play like the Web 2 version. But if you download from Epic Games, you can use your like NFT cards. But they literally hide everything. Like players don't even know that they're interacting with the blockchain. Like I was like talking to like like randos. And I was like, yo, what do you do you play Web 3 games? And they're like, no. And they're like, oh, I downloaded it f- uh, free on Steam. So it's a free to play. And I was That's like, cool. this onboarding process is actually pretty lit. Um, and that could be the future right there of how games yeah, do it. Honestly, so I saw this this morning from Savage Studios. He's a, he's a gamer. He's into Web3 as well. He shouted out this guy named Bear Knock, um TV, which only has like 1.9K on Twitter. And he has like... Well, he does have a lot on uh, on YouTube. He has 37K on YouTube. But anyways, he streams uh, Axie Infinity on Facebook. And it's not – I think it's kind of like you were saying. I don't even think it's the Web3 version because there's no SLP earning potential on Facebook. But uh, he's he, I, there's a screenshot of him having 1.6 thousand live viewers of him streaming Axie Infinity. Yeah. You know, just because you know, that's a big deal. Why, why is nobody talking about this? I have you know, no idea, times, man. Even, even, the, even the biggest gamers in our space, Bryson, um, I, I, just, we were talking about him earlier. Um, yeah. Some others, uh, you listen to Crypto Stash, all of those, like, great streamers do not pull nearly these numbers. 1.6 thousand live viewers on Axie Infinity on Facebook. That's wild. Yeah, it, I mean, I think that's one of the things I, I, I said in the space, like, not too long ago is – the Web3 games, um, kind of like the revolution, won't be televised. Like, people are going to, like, it's just going to happen organically. At first, it's going to be a little bit. Then it's going to be a lot. And what I'm seeing on on Steam as well, like, Web3 games that launch on Steam that have, like, a Web2 kind of version, um, I think those will do really great because you onboard gamers. And then on the back end, you could say, oh, just so you know, like, you could download the Epic Games version and use your cards or use your, you know, you don't even have to call them NFTs, I don't think, you know, like, uh, so to me, like, I think that's a cool onboarding process. Like if you so, just so choose to do that, like interact with the, you know, if you want to sell your cards or whatever, and maybe, maybe they don't need to mention, it. I don't know. Like I'm not the the police on that, but I, sure. I think that could be a good potential way to onboard gamers. And I think we're already seeing it play out with the smaller games and it's just a matter of time before bigger titles pop off like that. Awesome, man. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we're going to move on to some of the AI topics. Uh, one that I've been using uh, yesterday, really playing around with, is ChatGPT integrates CapCut. So you can actually prompt videos, and it makes you videos in less than a minute, which is crazy. Now, I made one uh, yesterday. It wasn't the best, but basically I made a video on Creator GG, what we talked about at the beginning of the stream. I took my transcript and I copied and pasted it for like a script for this video and I condensed my nine minute video into 40 seconds. Um, and it wasn't good yet, but I see where it's going. So it's literally just by doing that, it automated the voice for me and used somebody else's voice, of course. Um, it made the filler uh, like B-roll 
again, not good. I said Mr. Beast and it said like best. And then I said creator GG and like it had like kind of like a wide like word of creator. But I like see where this is going and I'm going to personally be working with it to see like how much I can do with it. Because I still feel like even at like how like little it is right now, like or how like not good it is. I feel like it would still save me editing time on like recapping or whatever. So I'm going to really be playing around with with this GPT CapCut integration. And I've really been waiting around. Adobe Firefly is coming out with a uh, something that reads your transcript and adds B-roll, which I'd love to do for these podcasts, you know, just be able to send the B- send the podcast over to AI, let it fill in B-roll about some of the things we're talking about, kind of like help with that like entertainment value of people being able to see some things. Uh, but right now I'm trying, I'm playing around with this chat GPT cap cut integration. What's your opinions on that? That's pretty cool. I think it's like, obviously like just hinting at the future of what's possible. Uh, there's a company called runway AI that raised like 141 million where you can just enter a prompt and it'll make a whole like movie for you or whatever, a short movie. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I think like this is just, this guy is kind of the limit here. I think we'll see development like really improve over time you know as they tune these models and like all that stuff so uh, yeah this is pretty exciting um yeah it's just content creation is going to get like easier and easier to get or to 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 do and you know the content creator economy is real um and we're seeing it like being we're we're literally seeing it like born and it kind of taking off like at this point like we've already seen it with like youtube tiktok like obviously people earn like a living and stuff doing st- like content but i think this is just the like tip of the iceberg i agree i had a conversation with somebody yesterday on like what my goals are as a content creator in this market and one of my goals is to like kind of solidify who i am before ai like takes over all of like the other elements so like right now like in most of my videos i'm leaving them a little bit more raw than i usually would you know usually i would edit a little bit more make smoother transitions uh make sound effects keep their attention better um but despite that right now i'm trying to build like that like raw character of like who i am and that's one of my focuses right now because I think AI is going to be able to do all that stuff very soon. So I do, I almost view that as like poor time optimization if you're focusing on you know different different things for different people, but like that's kind of my opinion on it. We've talked a lot about this. It's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast, you know, like one we're building for the future of like we believe to be web3 and AI tech, um, but also because like we're building out like being able to connect with the people that view this on a little bit deeper level than like writing a script and reading it and then editing it well, kind of like showing um, them like hot takes, you know, this is what we think about um, the creator GG drama or the gala drama, or, you know, this is, this is awesome. Or this is stupid. Like AI is not going to really be able to tell you that kind of stuff. Um, and we've talked about that in the past, um, but humans will still be humans like because we share the human experience so I, I say, like, one of the things I'm prepping for now is to be able to connect with other humans on a human level, something that AI cannot and will not replicate because theirs is going to be based on, like, everything humans have said online and trying to generate those feelings, but they simply haven't lived the human experience, and I stand by that strongly. Yeah, like, early – yeah, so we're so early. Like, yeah, right now you need a lot of human input. You know, if you look at uh, Midjourney and all that, you know, stable diffusion, like it has to pull images from already existing images. Um, but, you know, we may get to a point where, you know, like you, you see with Midjourney, it can kind of create images. Um, and maybe like it'll be advanced enough one day to where maybe it doesn't need to pull any images. It could just make one. Um, but that's, yeah, I don't know how far that's off, but uh we'll we'll probably get there it just i don't know what that looks like you know quantum compute with ai mixed together because ai is kind of just like a model um using you know gpu power essentially like tensor cores and all that stuff um which is kind of it look that's kind of like a brain in itself like half of a brain Uh, you need the other half like aka quantum compute uh which is in my to me like that our brains work like quantum computers in a sense where we can think abstractly outside the box and we think we can think new thoughts. So we're not like bound down by, you know, certain parameters um, like computers and, and GPUs and like AI is. So there's like differences between the two. Um, and they called that like when, when intelligent or like artificial intelligence reaches that point, they call that like the point of singularity. And that's where 
a lot of like you know tech experts are, are like thinking we're we're getting closer and closer to uh, but we just aren't quite there yet now you bring up a good point where it's like you know in terms of like opinions and things like that i don't know i don't know how like original like i, I think ai could spit out an opinion pretty fast we already see that with like chat GPT, but like i don't know how original that the opinion is probably going to look either funky or maybe not original or pull from like previous things like i don't know there's a lot to think through on that um but we we may have to prove that we're humans eventually i don't know <laughs> i don't know what your thoughts are on that what's your thoughts hey, on like proof I... of personhood are you gonna do that if if like scan my scan my eyeballs. no not, not necessarily your eyeballs <laughs> but like you know how vitalik buterin said like you, we may need like three layers like we may need some form of biometric mixed with blockchain mixed with like social media um, or something like that, where it's like a multi-layered approach. Because his his thoughts on it were it was like the the world coin approach was too centralized. Because like you have like a mechanical hardware part of it, and then you're you're kind of just trusting world coin to like have your data safe. So there's like some fail say there's like some um, fail points or whatever. Sure. So like, what's your thoughts on that? If there was Probably like a better app- way to do it, are you would you do it? there's a better way i'm not really saying this is like my take this is like what popped in my head uh which is the opposite of my typical view because a lot of my view is towards decentralization and like independency but i do think like there just needs to be laws in place for like if i see somebody using my likeness then i should be able to sue them you know like that easy like i think it's that simple like i don't i don't think you should upload uh, things or use other people um and i think there should be harsh repercussions just like we have like not that i agree with every aspect of the prison system but there's things you shouldn't do and so i think we shouldn't have to have all these proof of us things i think there needs to be laws in place to prevent other people from doing it now they're still going to be able to get around it i mean you could use vpns you could like try to protect your back end to your like basically like really smart tech savvy people can still use your likeness and get away with it to like large degrees especially with blockchain technology but I don't know. I, I think for like the average person, like there just needs to be things in place of like very careful, like co- like copyright. I mean, let's not even take like lawsuits. Let's say copyright content. Like, I think there should be. So one thing I've learned with Bitcoin is that the more attacks there are on on Bitcoin, also the more defenses there are. That's why Bitcoin's upgraded. You know, so like at the end of the day, for basically for every bad guy, there's also a good guy that's like, that's upgrading. I think the same needs to be for like protection of ourselves with AI. Like while there's like bad things that are be, being used for our AI, there also needs to be things to like, detect like better copyright protection to where like if there is any revenue generated that should be generated and pushed towards the original creator uh, or that should just be immediately taken down. Um, so I think like while there's like obviously like bad things that could be popping up from this or there's good things as well. And I don't think it, I, I really hope that us having to auth- authenticate ourselves is like a like, is down here on like the the options that we originally need i hope there's just better systems in place to prevent that yeah i mean ultimately like it'd be cool because like recently like just a few weeks ago there's like drama around like reaction content and i was like yeah i'm like i'm not against reaction content but like some people were like fussing about it like they didn't make the actual video um like they were just reacting to it and they're getting all the views from it um, and I think the solution I, that basically universally was a, like people were saying, yeah, that should be the solution is like you said, like better systems. And what my thoughts were is like, yeah, it'd be nice to have like revenue splits like that were already built in to like each platform yeah, that if you're reacting to it, like it'll just connect you to that. Cre- it'll just send that creator. Like, so I think, yeah, we're, we're still so early and it does require a lot of development t- for that. Um, maybe AI can help in that situation. But I do think even further than that, you know, possibly like if we're online and there's just going to be a bit like because then you're talking about venturing into territories that are beyond us, like nation states where they're using AI to do stuff that like is way beyond us and is going to involve like, you know, governmental type of stuff. So that that's where I have concerns with um you know, if you've seen the social dilemma, you know what I'm talking about the the show on the Netflix. Yeah. Um, you know that that was just talking about U.S. stuff because I think that's like a safe topic. Is like let's bash ourselves kind of thing. Um, but you're you know talking about other governments and other countries and things like that. 
Um, that's where my concern lies. And maybe we will have to prove we're humans one day uh, out of that True. national security need. So um, I don't know. It's, it's just a, such that's a fair. murky, um, it's a murky future. That's for sure. Like, and it's like one of those things where back then I used to be able to predict a lot of things pretty easily, but now it's like, what does that all look like? You know, like regular, like even regulators, like, I don't know. There's just so many things that AI will affect that people may or not even our regulators are thinking about, you know, until it gets there, until that problem hits and then they have to think about it. So, well, on the topic, um, we had news uh, shared by Metaverse, a very good Instagram account to follow on some of these things, that at the World Robot Conference in Beijing, robots with human-like skin, facial expressions, and physical movements show mimicking skills, which they can do to interact with humans by generating corresponsive features and expressions. Um, this is by Wayne Zhang, and uh, this is all thanks to AI, apparently, and they call them humanoid robots. Man, yeah, I mean, if you look at Boston Dynamics, they've had human robots for a while, too. Um, yeah, we're entering a new age, man. And, and with AI, it's getting, it's going to get wild. And you're seeing AI built into, like, drones and things like that. Like, the the government's been testing it, like, with the jets, like, AI-powered jets, like, you know, basically do their own thinking um, and management and things like that. So it's it just, like automation like every it's going to affect every part of society it, it's going to get wild hey you know you know it just hit me imagine like <laughs> reverse scenario going back to the beginning of this conversation uh, the beginning of this podcast like with creator gg and sea dog what if like one of the small processes in the back end was like ai like would sea dog have been like hey i didn't realize ai was involved with with creator gg I don't want to be associated with AI, so I'm withdrawing my my contract just because, like, maybe like one of the systems was was AI. You know, like, is that fair to compare? Yeah, I think that that it is, and I think that that would be silly, but we we kind of see a little bit between different platforms like Steam versus Epic Games. So Epic Games, like Tim Sweeney, the CEO of Epic Games, was came back and fired shots at Steam and was like. Um, cause steam, like they don't want to do like AI generated stuff cause they don't want to get like sued. Um, cause they're scared of like regulators, like regulating that. Um, and then obviously somebody suing them for like copyrighted content, but Epic games was like, Hey, we actually support new technologies. And I was like, Oh, shots fired. Um, but uh, Epic games is basically supporting AI that was used to like not create entire assets, but create used in a in the process to like create different aspects of the game and not like actual characters and stuff like that. So he did clarify like to the extent of this, we'll support we we're okay with that because you can't sue on grounds for that. So therefore, like we support games with that style of AI. Whereas Steam is like kind of just like it seems like they're outright like we don't support any of it yet. Um, I don't know. So. We're kind of seeing that a little bit, but that's fair to say in terms of Sea Dog, that would be absolutely silly for him because it's like he doesn't. Yeah, he's not going to get sued for playing a game. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um. Cool. So we're coming up to the end of the podcast. Uh, I did have like one like random thing I wanted to mention. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, and. Actually, ironically, on the Discord topic, I had this in our notes, and I, I forgot what you called it, but I changed the link to say something different so I could remind myself. So if anybody was wondering, like, why would uh, why would somebody even want to change links? Like, there are, like, good use cases for that. Or I could have changed it to something and got Kyle to click it and drain Kyle's wallet, but I didn't do that because I'm a good friend. But on And then Kyle wouldn't have fell for it either because he knows how to look for this stuff. Anyways, on this note, um, Jim Cramer is buying BNB and is bullish on Binance Exchange. He said on CNBC, and he literally said, "They prove collateral, not reserves." But CZ looks like a good guy. I'm bullish here, loading up on their take it, tokens, way oversold. <laughs> what? Yeah, BNB. Like I just did like a write up on this. It was like they're pulling out support for BNB on Binance themselves and like trying to promote some other like Hong Kong based like stablecoin. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like so if you, Jim, Jim Cramer is pulling the typical. Oh, you know here. what? I think I'm. I'm thinking of uh, not BNB. Sorry, I'm thinking of uh, BUSD, which is different from BNB. But yeah, BNB. Yeah. Let me take a look at the charts real quick and see. Now, I mean, I when I'm looking at coins for my risk appetite because I'm not a billionaire or a millionaire, 
Um, yeah, I don't know if B and B's the coin I'm looking at here. Um, sure. For like, but well, also, even again, if I was, without, like, I don't know if it's B and B. It might be. Without even look at the chart, though, we just need to realize that uh, they still have some like, what's <laughs> like what Cramer is saying. They uh, they have their lawsuit around the corner are there like uncertainty of like the sec regulation at least in the u.s it's hovering um, around so. like prior levels from like june 2022 of la- like basically last year so i mean if it holds maybe um again then that's one of the things like if i'm looking at the charts i'm looking at those closely to see if it holds that support otherwise it could fall off a cliff there so that's like i don't know like yeah it maybe if you're a millionaire and you're playing games for the long term but to me, there there's a lot of better buys that um, could do a lot better than that. And but that's again different. Everybody's different, yeah. you know, different stages of life and money. So I don't know. Yep, everybody's different. Don't be different. Not financial be advice. The same and like this video. Subscribe to the podcast. We're on our newsletter at Alpha. We're on Spotify. Media we're on like every podcasting yeah, app. Awesome. So Alpha Media Labs, uh, I'll leave it down below in the description of this. It's also, yeah, you can find it. So anyways, we were actually sending out a newsletter today, so be sure to check that out. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you guys next week on Kyle's channel. See you later.